But are you really sure you're right? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, we've had an interesting week for sure. A lot of people convinced they're right and the others are wrong. I'm going to tell you a quick story about me believing I was right. But uh, then we're going to jump back into questions from you, the listeners. So here's some of the things that we're going to be talking about. Leads us into really the quotation for today, though. Right starting off comes from Warren Buffett, who said, What the human being is best at doing is interpreting all new information so that their prior conclusions remain intact. Well, pretty interesting commentary. He wasn't talking about this week's response to the elections, but just human beings in general. We tend to defend what our prior conclusions have been. Well, here's some of the questions we're going to be responding to. Uh, last week, I asked for suggestions about brands to be associated with 48 Days. we got a whole bunch of those. I'm going to do a quick overview and a response to that in terms of what I am going to do for this podcast. And somebody asked, but Dan, but I don't have 15 hours a week with everything I'm doing now. You know, that's a familiar topic to have 15 hours. You can transform your life by starting to some kind of a side business and build it with only 15 hours a week. So I'll address that. Not having enough time. That's a big issue for all of us. We don't have enough time. We're busy. So we're going to unpack that. I'm going to show you where to find that 15 hours. And then somebody asked, how would you choose a life versus career? Well, that's a major issue. And I'll give you a response to the particular question that this young lady had. Our resource for today is 48days.com slash useful hyphen resources. That's a massive page we have. And we're going to be expanding that based on the feedback that I got this week about what kind of resources you'd like to see here. So again, that's we'll keep that one kind of as a standard on the show notes because that's where we're going to be adding the new information or rather than just adding advertisers, we're going to be adding useful resources. So it's 48days.com slash useful hyphen resources. Now, I got a note here from Rob. This is kind of a cool thing, a success story. He said, I thoroughly enjoyed your podcast conversation about asking that you did recently with Mark and Crystal Hansen. Uh, that was um, maybe three or four weeks ago, I had Mark and Crystal on with their new book, Ask. Per your request, I'm sending in one of my memorable Ask. In one word form, here's the math equation. One hour plus one question plus $28.83 has led to $26,644.08 so far. So here's the story. Rob says, I do executive coaching primarily with mid and senior level, senior level leaders in the technology space. I've also have a couple of legacy engagements, one of which is facilitating the annual strategic planning meeting with the mayor, city council, and department heads for our city here in the metro Atlanta area. I've been asked by them to do this now for the past nine years. On January 16th, 2015, I invited the city manager to lunch to discuss our annual engagement to see if there might be an opportunity to add more service for them. 
I told him I had a bit of bandwidth currently available in my schedule. And then I asked my one question, how else can I serve you in the city? I still remember his response. He said, it's funny that you should ask that, Rob. We need a facilitator for our annual Citizens Budget Committee meeting series, and we're wondering if you'd be interested. I said, I'd be more than willing to respond to that need. I was selected on the spot. As an aside, Rob says, when I got back to my car, I had to do a quick internet search to learn what a Citizens Budget Committee did. So I spent one hour over lunch, asked one question. I spent $28.83 to buy two salads, two soft drinks, and two slices of pizza. Since that conversation, I have now facilitated the meeting series annually for the past five years, which has resulted in $26,644.08 of revenue. And I'm already scheduled to lead it again in February and March of 2021, which will bring in another $4,500 to $4,900 of revenue. Additionally, this annual event actually provides more than twice as much revenue as the annual strategic planning meeting that I continue to facilitate for them. In summary, asking works. I'm cheering you on, Rob. Well, Rob, we're cheering you on. Well, that's a great story. Golly, I love that. A simple ask. We've got, it reminds me of uh, Marianne Renner, real active in the Eagles community. She met with the new mayor of her city, being Aurora, Illinois, the day after he was elected. And she asked essentially the same thing. You know, what do you have planned for our city? Is there any way I could help? And that's turned into very profitable now two years of consulting with the city by just simply asking, what can I do to serve you well? Well, thanks for your story. We got others as well that uh, did prompt a lot of response. People remembering just simple things they ask for. Now, I got a, a short story for you here. <clears throat> My story, it, it's not a made-up story. It's a real story, but it, it bears out a principle that really slapped me up the side of the head. And in light of everything that's happening right now in our country, all the diversity that we've got, people convinced they're right and somebody else is wrong, it just prompted me to kind of jot down my thoughts about this. So here's the deal. A couple of weeks ago, Joanne made the comment that it'd be nice to have the lights outside our garage on when we come home at night. We recently moved into a new house, and so really unfamiliar, but we come home at night and it's dark. I mean, we don't often remember to turn them on when we leave in bright daylight. So being a pretty good handyman, I mean, it's, I've done lots of things over the years. I checked out what my options were. I didn't really want them to be on from dusk to dawn. I mean, I've got some switches that are like that, where it gets dark, lights come on, and when the sun comes up. But I didn't really want them to be on all night long. So I decided I'd replace the existing wall switch with a timer switch. Not a big deal. So I picked up the switch at our local home improvement store, turned the power off, installed it, was ready to go. Now I set the lights to come on at 6 o'clock p.m. and go off at 12 p.m. I mean, seldom would we ever be out after midnight. Thus, that six-hour timeline would be great. So the first night I checked, and sure enough, the lights came on no problem. But the next morning, when I went out to go for my walk, the lights were still on. So here we are, you know, six o'clock in the morning, they're still on. I mean, what's up with that? I checked the settings again. Next morning, same situation. The lights were still on. I rechecked the settings for several days until Joanne joked about that now being part of my daily routine. 
Well, then I got pretty annoyed about this. I mean, I spent my money, my time, and the expectations were not met. So I looked at the box and instruction sheet again and thought, oh, yeah, of course. You know, made in China. When are they going to stop making inferior products? But what about Lowe's, my home improvement store? I mean, why would they risk their reputation selling inferior crap like this? Then I just decided, okay, whatever. I'll remove the switch, return it to the store, get my money back, look for another solution. Now, I want to insert something here. And this is the takeaway. I want you to really remember this. Confirmation bias is a term coined by English psychologist Peter Wasson. It describes the tendency of people to support information that confirms or strengthens their current beliefs or values. We see what we expect to see, and we believe what we have believed in the past. I mean, if you leave a message for a friend and then you don't hear back, it's easy to jump to the conclusion that that friend is trying to avoid you. And if you leave this belief unchecked, you'll start to act as if it were true. We all tend to favor information that confirms our existing beliefs. That's what this confirmation bias is. And now we have social media to help us with that. I mean, my gosh, if you were to use, um, if you do a quick search on Google, is a vegetarian diet healthier than keto? Well, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get all the sites showing the reasons why vegetarian is better than keto. However, if you were to search, is keto better than vegetarian, Google's going to provide you with a whole lot of information that support that belief. I mean, if you think dogs are better pets than cats, ask Google, are dogs better pets than cats? You're going to find a whole lot of articles that confirm that by telling you things like one reason why dogs prove popular is that they train easier compared to cats. And it can go on and on from there. We can instantly get support for even the most bizarre idea we have. Now, if you think about just the last week of activity here in the United States, confirmation bias, people who assume they're right, no matter what evidence there is to the contrary. I mean, we all do that. We like to think that our opinions are the result of years of rational, objective, and mature analysis. But the truth is, Our opinions are the result of years of paying attention to information that confirms what we already believed while ignoring information that challenges those beliefs. Now, remember my light? You know, the stupid thing would come on at the right time, but it didn't go off at midnight. It stayed on next morning, morning after morning. So the morning after I decided I was just going to take the switch out and take it back to Lowe's, I was out walking, listening to a podcast, deep in thought, when I had an intruding epiphany. Have you ever had one of those? It's like a V8 moment. Oh my gosh. So here is my epiphany. Wait a minute. 12 o'clock p.m. is not midnight. That's high noon. Midnight is 12 o'clock a.m. I set the clock So the lights would come on at 6 p.m. and go off at noon the next day. I came home, set the correct time based on my new perspective. Next morning, the light was off. Every morning since, same thing. It works beautifully, just like those amazingly smart, brilliant engineers in China and the good folks at Lowe's intended. Now, here's where this really hit me. And it should be no surprise that my unrest from this little incident still nags at me. 
What other beliefs am I hanging on to that are clearly based on false information? What other blind spots am I defending as right when my basic assumptions are totally wrong? I want to be more open to new ideas and less defensive about my current knowledge. I've thought through all kinds of things since then. Is this really true or is this just a compilation of things that I've believed over a long period of time and so now I am defending that? I mean, that can come into all kinds of arenas of our philosophical beliefs, our psychological beliefs, our theological beliefs, I mean, our, our health beliefs. My goodness, I run into people who you know, are in a particular state of poor health and they've just identified that they just have this. They just have this. I mean, I talked to a lady just recently who reminded me that she has fibromyalgia and thus there's nothing she can do. She gets tired really easily. She can't do anything for a very long period of time. Well, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia three years ago. And I decided instead of just having that, I would look for alternatives. Worked with a functional medicine doctor. I know it may not be true for everybody, but I walked out of that just in an amazing way. There's nothing that, there's no symptoms that I have at all at this point that would identify that as defining me. Well, anyway, back to our quotation for today. Warren Buffett says, what the human being is best at doing is interpreting all new information so that their prior conclusions remain intact. All right, we'll leave that. Remember that confirmation bias, though. See if you see it showing up in your own life in the next few days here. I'm confident you will. You'll defend something where somebody else has a totally different opinion, and you're both defending it based on your prior experience. But Who's right? Who's wrong? That's a different kind of concept. Now, last week I asked on here, well, I responded to a question from Keith who said, why are you not endorsing sponsors anymore? And I responded to that saying, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about that, whether I should have advertisers on here or whether I should not. So I said, what kind of brands would you all think would be a fit for the 48 days brand? Well, I got a ton of response. Thank you so much for your responses. Um, A whole lot of people said a whole lot of ideas. I'm going to just recap a few here. I got a note from Keith, who was the originator of that first question. He says, thanks for answering my question this week. Here are some sponsor suggestions. Vroom or Carvana. These are online auto dealers. If you advertise for these companies, I think it would give them credence. Whereas right now, I'm not sure if they're trustworthy. Guy, I love that idea. You know, people know that I'm a car guy. Yeah, that would make perfect sense. Carvana, I'm sure you've seen those. There's the one where they always have a a stack of cars. It goes like five or six high. They're lit up at night. It looks like an aquarium with cars in it. But they have, that's their distinctive kind of model where they have these really cool cars displayed like that. Yeah, that would be a great one. Keith continues, office supplies. This may not be very inspiring. However, it would seem like a fit. I recently bought a desk and a quartet glass writing board for my work from home setup. I'm looking right now for an elevating desk, one that comes up and down. And I want it to be not just functional. I want it to be really stellar visually, something really beautiful piece of furniture. So I've been looking for that. Yeah, I'd love a, a suggestion. You know, somebody who knew of a resource that I could look at to find just exactly what I'm looking for. So it makes a lot of sense. And 
Keith says, incidentally, it was Harry's that I was referring to in my original email. Well, thanks for that, Keith. Harry's razor. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And he said he still uses it. Well, thus the feedback began, an avalanche of feedback. Let me just give you some of the ideas here. And the reason I'm going to share these is not just to share, you know, possibilities, but then to share you my conclusions, my takeaways, and what's going to change here in the 40 Days Podcast as a result of your input. So Jacob said, I don't have two specific recommendations for sponsors, but I can say that in my opinion, any product that you personally vouch for is a good one. I think your listeners trust you and your advice, and that extends to any sort of product that you say is high quality. I bought a Casper mattress on your recommendation. No, mattresses don't have a direct link with the 48 Days message, except that you espouse the benefits of getting good sleep. But because you've said it was a good mattress, I believed you and bought one. Thanks for the week of podcast. Looking forward to many more and many more good product recommendations, Jake. Well, I, I appreciate that. And see, that's why I take this so seriously, because I do respect the credibility that I have with you, the listeners. And I don't want to just casually promote, you know, Doritos because they paid me a lot of money to mention it. I don't want to do that. That's why it's been so tough for me. And I say no to most everything that I see because it doesn't really connect with me in any personal way. But there's a theme that's going to be developed here, and you'll see this coming together. Colton says, a longtime listener, five plus years, my thoughts for sponsorship are Taco Bell and Peloton. You love Taco Bell? Regularly mention it with quick lunch trips with grandkids, etc. Not sure how easy breaking through the corporate sponsorship steps would be, but that seems like a good fit. Would be an interesting podcast as well to hear how you navigated the process if you were to do something with them. Huh? For Peloton, I don't recall you ever mentioning them. You know, that's the bicycle in place and they've got a big surge. They're really popular. People get on and they can race against other people in other states and all that because of the screen connection and so on. He says, I think they fit a lot of what you recommend. Healthy, flexible lifestyle, remote work, daily routine, exercise, doing what you love, along with doing something once that gets paid many times over. Looking forward to hearing ideas to get and where you go with it. Thanks again for the podcast. Cal, I love that, Colton. You know, you're, you're really right. I mean, Taco Bell, I mentioned that casually hundreds of times because I have a whole bunch of grandkids. They're all vegetarian. It's an easy choice when you go out somewhere where everybody can get vegetarian meals. Huh. And interesting to explain the process. You know, I, I've explained the process of how I use taking care of business, you know, that little music clip that you hear at the beginning of the show each time. I have a licensing agreement that was very difficult to negotiate to get that from Sony. And I've explained the process of how I went through that as a way to encourage other people who have questions about music on their shows. So yeah, that would be awesome if I did that. If I got something going to Taco Bell, I'll, I'll explore that. There, there's a whole bunch of ideas here I'm going to explore. But again, I got some clear conclusions as well. Alan Jones says, or my suggestions are podcasting equipment or resources, book writing and publishing resources. Alan from Rolla, Texas. Thank you for that, Alan. Lynn says, uh, you talked about getting advertisers on your show that interest you. I visited Ford's Garage recently at the Fort Myers location. I think you would enjoy it. Just one example. And Ford's Garage, yeah, I, I'm familiar with it. It's a restaurant. It's a really cool place. And as Lynn points out, one example, the napkins are 
are grease rags that you would use to clean an oil stick. Napkin rings are hose connectors, the little adjustable um Kelly, the little adjustable rings where you turn the screw and it gets smaller and smaller. Those are the napkin rings. Yeah, I love that place. That's a great idea. Now, that's something that's very geographic specific, so I'm not sure that they would be interested in promotion you know, around the world like we do here on this podcast, but it's an interesting thought. Well, and, and Lynn continues, is there such a job that I can review a company online webpage that sells products or services, let the company know what I think is a consumer? I find having some degree of difficulty and would like to make suggestions to that company or business. Well, um, you know, you can do like what Rob did uh, just a couple of questions back where he shared his story of meeting with somebody from the city, asking them how they can serve them. I would take that kind of approach. If there's a company you want to help, try to do more than just make an evaluation or just make a comment on their website. There's not really a job for that. That would be something different. Uh, unless you create your own work from doing that. You could be a reviewer of products. I mean, there are a lot of people online who are doing that. There are kids who are unpacking and reviewing toys. There are other people. I mean, I know a couple of guys who make well over six figures a year because of the endorsements they get from companies because they do review their products. They get lots and lots of new products, absolutely free to review. They give those away. I've been the recipient of some of those, but you know, you could build your own business, but you're not likely to find a job where they would pay you to do that. Again, just just take your idea, be creative with it, and you can move right into something that could be very profitable. Kathleen says, I really enjoy your podcast. Listen where you're asking for sponsor suggestions. Um, I recently printed out your 2021 goal-setting worksheet, like how success in other areas besides work is emphasized. I think sponsors who would contribute to listeners' physical and spiritual successes would be a good idea. So here are my two suggestions. Uh, thanks for all you do. Weight Watchers and Organics, O Organics Brands Foods. All right. Again, great suggestions. I and mean, that, that would fit. Uh, Dan Warhide says, Michael Hyatt as a brand would be a great addition to the community with a wealth of leadership and productivity resources. I think it would be a compliment. That's a little bit different twist, you know, to have a person or an organization as a constant ongoing resource. I mean, I love the possibilities there. We have lots of possibilities where there would be crossover with what other organizations like Michael Brand, Michael Hyatt is doing. And Dan says, though I have to admit, I, I've enjoyed the advertising free environment and the focus on content, stories, and advice that is shared. Now, you're going to hear, I, I've got, I put in a few here just because I wanted to make it clear that I heard the voice of you people who are saying no advertisers at all is better. Now, I'm going to give you some counterbalance to that. And obviously you're hearing from people here who have some great suggestions. Charlotte says, my first thought was not about sponsors, but instead areas of expertise that the community could grow from that we all use in our business lives. I envision this as a border post that contains a list of who is good at what in our community Listing, for example, website creators, website optimizers, bookkeepers, and the list goes on. Okay, now that was a common theme as well. And a whole bunch that said, why don't you just promote people within our community who have expertise in particular areas and resources, products, and services that they have to offer? Great, great idea. And as you hear in my summary, that is something we're absolutely going to do. Regina says, I'm actually 
for no brands, I think that recommendations can be made if there's an inquiry, but to start having brands advertised would be a bit of a turnoff for me. Michael says, I recently purchased a product that was recommended by another podcast that I listened to. I purchased it because I trust the podcaster that was advertising it. So I'm okay with the podcaster advertising a limited amount of products they're familiar with. I'd be interested in book suggestions, health supplements, business-related products. Greg says, I like the idea of books or productivity tools being mentioned or tied to the podcast. I have nothing against other items or companies, but I was never motivated to pull the trigger and purchase them. So he sees you know, those sponsor spots as just that. spot. They're like commercials that are dropped in. Daniel says, while I would not appreciate allowing advertisers, I would appreciate sponsors for specific products that work for you or the community leaders. For example, a podcast mic, a webcam that are recommended, self-publisher that you trust, book of the month. Paul Joyce, uh, Paul's from Australia. I thought the same thing as I was filling in the feedback survey, but thought our register may already exist of Eagle skills, professions, expertise somewhere uh, in our community. It seems it would be super helpful to be able to share and search for skills within the community. Again, common theme. Susan says, I personally would appreciate biography suggestions. It's neat to read about other people's journeys. Danielle says, I love to learn what is under the hood, books, systems, apps, hacks, anything that I can use to improve myself and my business. I'm all in for affiliate links as long as the person recommending actually uses the product or service too. Cliff says, maybe no brands per se, but maybe partners such as the Zig Ziglar Corporation and Nightingale Conant. All right, now I'm, I'm going to stop there. Gal, I could go on. I love, love, love getting all the feedback that you all provided. But here's, here's a summary, and I tried to give a few responses there that kind of had, okay, I would recommend these products. And I've purchased products before that you've recommended. I like hearing about new products. And then we had people who said, how about if we just promote things that are offered by people already in the 40 days community? And then people were saying, I don't want any advertisers. But then they were quick to say, also, I want to know about resources and products that would be a benefit to me. So here's the deal. Okay, I did, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up here with this before I go into a couple questions yet. But in this part, I want to wrap this up. Thanks again so much for your feedback. My goodness, I love getting all the feedback that you all provided. So here's my conclusion, my summary to this. I'm going to be doing a whole lot more promoting people in this community, people and organizations who have a clear area of expertise. So here's some of the things that I'm going to be promoting regularly. Suggestions of books to read? My goodness, uh, that's kind of a no-brainer. There's few people that read more books than I do. So I'm going to be promoting books that I read to tell you why I think they're important, how they benefited me. And I feel I feel like, you know, slapping myself up the side of the head for not being doing that for all this time. I ought to always have a book that I recommend. Well, and then I'll go on with book publishing connections. I mean, ghostwriters, editors, literary agents, layout experts, publishing companies. I mean, right now I'm working with a company that will print the book overseas because of the unique way that I want it printed. I want a book where I have a simulated leather cover, gold edge pages, a bookmark, five by seven, you know, real heavy kind of legacy piece. Well, that's very different than what most American publishers do. So I've got a resource for that that I'm really excited about. But those are the kind of things that I can share readily on here in response to specific 
issues, questions that you've got. So other things, podcasting resources, lifestyle products and services, office supplies, insurance needs for the self-employed. We have had a deluge of questions recently. Again, as so many people, especially during COVID here, have moved into having their own business. They're saying, um, so I'm no longer connected with a regular company, but what can I do for insurance? What am I going to do for insurance? Well, where to find virtual assistance, how to get speaking engagement. Incidentally, I've, I've already updated the information for the self-employed. And I'll tell you where to get it here in just a second. Where to find self, virtual assistance, how to get speaking engagements, how to market yourself as a coach, how to create a business plan, how to use Kickstarter or CrowdSpring to raise money for a project. What's the process for selling online? Where can I find a bookkeeper, accountant, or attorney? How to create a personal mission statement? All right. Now, for right now, we're going to be continuing to expand our useful resources page. So it's a standard part. You'll see lots and lots of ideas there that address pretty much everything that I've already described here. We're updating it daily at this point. But if you go to 48days.com slash useful hyphen resources, you'll see that. And I did just update the section about health insurance for the self-employed. It's very doable. Don't beat yourself into staying in a job you don't enjoy just because of the health insurance. Rarely would that ever be justified. You know, if you have some really strange, you know, terminal disease or pre-existing condition, certainly there uh, that has to be considered. But for 99% of us, boy, you can walk, walk right out of there and there's so many options for you. You'll be surprised how easy it is to get insurance. So those are the kind of things we're going to be adding there. 48days.com slash useful hyphen resources. So again, thanks for your feedback and you're going to see a reflection on that. Now, what that means is you're probably going to want to listen to this podcast with a pen and paper in hand. Uh, We'll have links in the show notes, which means going to our site. And and again, that's kind of an issue that I've, I've dealt with. Most people listen to the podcast just through their Apple podcast feed or Stitcher or Spotify, you know, something like that, rather than going to the 48 days site. And we can't carry over those extensive notes in those places. You know, you go to Apple and it just lists the show. That's it. So we're, we're working that out. And of course those things are changing daily. So we're, we're trying to navigate those, figure those out in ways that make sense for everybody. I do the same thing. I listen to podcast when I'm out in the morning. I mean, that's how I start my day, listen to podcasts, but I listen to those through Apple podcasts and I don't see all those extensive show notes in most of the ones that are there. Again, options are changing and we're going to keep on top of that as we try to make this as useful for people as possible. All right. Now that having been said, I've got a couple resources for you. People right out of the 48 days Eagles community. One is Eric K. Johnson. That's Eric with a K, E-R-I-K, K Johnson. He is the podcast talent coach. Now he has more useful information for starting, maintaining, building a podcast than anybody I know. His daily tips on that are astounding. And the resources that he's got, he has. So if you go to podcasttalentcoach.com, you'll find Eric there. I love what he's doing. One of the things that he does, he'll do a review of your podcast. Now, 
you know, this, you would expect this to be, you know, 500, $600 for $199. He and Dave Jackson, who's another really uh, distinguished expert in the podcasting arena. I've known, known Dave for years, but the two of them, Dave Jackson and Eric Johnson will sit on a list of your podcast. Then they get together. They listen with you and give you feedback on it. Wow. That could be invaluable. And they do that for 199 bucks. But anyway, they've got a lot of other resources, a lot of free information, again, updates, but podcasttalentcoach.com is a great resource that I recommend. A book, here's the book for this week, Unhackable by Carrie Oberbrunner. Now, Carrie and I did an event a few years ago called Escaping Shawshank, where we took participants from Columbus, Ohio, up to Mansfield, Ohio, to the penitentiary where the Green Mile well, 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 actually, also where, um, where Shawshank Redemption was filmed. Shawshank Redemption was filmed there at the penitentiary in Mansfield. We took people there. Now, it's not active as a penitentiary anymore, so it's just this old, massive, massive building with rust everywhere. But we took people individually into cells, closed the door, and then asked them the question, now, what's holding you back? And it was that process of breaking free from what's holding you back. It's a powerful, powerful event. So Carrie and I have done um, lots of things. I just spoke at his Igniting Souls conference this last week. But his new book, Unhackable, is amazing. Talk about good timing. I mean, this year we've come out with all the the emphasis, things like the social dilemma, the documentary that came out, warning us about how our minds are being hacked because of the time that we spend on social media. And we've got people who are leaving social media who are saying, I don't want it. I don't want the risk. I'm getting off. Carrie's book, Unhackable. Now you can just find it on Amazon. And as you can tell, these are, uh, I, I have not talked to Carrie. I've not talked to Eric Johnson. These are just resources that I believe in things that I've used for my own benefit. So I'm just sharing those here, but you can find Unhackable on Amazon, or you can go to unhackablebook.com and get it directly from Carrie. But I certainly recommend that. <clears throat> All right, got a couple questions here. This one, Dan, I hear you talk about using only 15 hours a week to build a profitable side business, but I don't have 15 hours a week with everything I'm doing now. Well, how many times do you think I hear that? in response to talking about 15 hours a week, a ton. So here, let's just walk through this. This is a simple kind of mathematic formula here that you can follow easily. We all have 168 hours in a week. All right. We know that nobody has any more. Nobody has any left less. Let's say you're working 40 hours a week. So we're just going to start deducting from the 168. If you're working 40 hours a week already, and you want to start a side business, but you don't have time. Let's say you spend another 10 hours commuting. So we allowed that. You want to spend four hours a week in church and community activities. Um, I would recommend that you sleep eight hours a night. I mean, I'm not recommending that you get the 15 hours by sleeping less. No, that'll compromise everything that you do. Sleep eight hours a night. Let's say that you reserve 10 hours a week for time with your family. Well, if you do that, 40 hours a week work, 10 hours commuting, four hours church and community, sleep eight hours a night, 10 hours a week with your family. You still have 48 hours a week. I mean, that's a favorite number of mine, obviously. 48 hours a week at that point. 
All you need is 15 of those to build your business. So if you really think you don't have the time, I recommend that you do a two-hour, I mean a two-week time log where you document what you do every 15 minutes, every 30 minutes, however it works for you. There's a lot of programs out there you can use for that. Document your time. You're going to be amazed at what you have in discretionary time. Time when you get to decide, this is what you want to do. That's what we're talking about. Take from that the 15 hours. So then you have 15 hours. Is it possible to build something significant? Yes, it is. And of course, the, uh, the process that I give you for that is you have to break that allotted time into four different areas. Three hours for reading, studying, gathering new knowledge. Now, obviously, if you just spend 15 hours a week reading, gathering new knowledge, uh, you, you may be a little smarter, but you don't have a business. You don't have a business until there's money in the bank. So right from the start, three hours a week doing that, five hours creating content that could be working on writing your book or creating a course or developing your coaching packages or building furniture or baking bread or making candles, whatever it is you're doing to produce the product that you have to offer. And then four hours a week working directly with your clients or customers. Three hours marketing efforts to build your brand and your reputation. Again, that has to be done. You can have something that's really great and you may know a lot. You may be really smart, but if people don't know about it, it doesn't put money in the bank. So that's the process, but you can go through that. So if you don't have enough, if you don't have the 15 hours a week, I suspect that it still isn't important enough to you to start building that side business or to write that book. If it's really that important, you're going to find the time. If it really literally is, you do not have the time, then um, unfortunately, I mean, I, I grieve for you in that you do not have enough margin to do anything other than continue doing what you're doing now. So you really are stuck. And that's a tough place to be. But do that evaluation, and I think you're going to find that 15 hours where you can start to walk out of what you're doing now or add to what you're doing now to give yourself more time freedom and financial freedom. Well, let me grab one more question here. This comes from Cammie, who has a great question. How would you choose life versus career? And here's, here's where that comes from. Well, she kind of expanded on that, but, but it, the short answer is I always choose life first. Career can be many things. I mean, even for me. I mean, we could, we, we live where we want to live because of where it is, not because it has anything to do with my career. My career is pretty portable, but even if I were doing something that required more of a geographical connection somewhere, I'm pretty confident I could do that anywhere, whatever that is. We could still choose where we want to live first, so I always choose life over career. We've always made decisions about where we moved just totally independent of what I do to create income. Then once we're settled, then I can take a fresh look at, okay, what am I doing to create income? Because those opportunities are so present everywhere. Now, an expansion of Cammie's question here, though, was the Wheel of Life in the 48 Days website has a section entitled Personal Development. And for those of you who are getting right now the 48 Days, if you go to 48days.com slash goals, you'll get the brand new 2021 worksheet for identifying your success that you are deciding now that you're going to have in 2021. One of those areas is personal development. Cammy says we're supposed to rank ourselves on that category from one to 10. How would you define personal development? 
And how can you separate it from other aspects in the wheel, such as spiritual or social? Well, that's a great question, Cammie. I appreciate that. Personal development, I categorize as something that doesn't have direct connection to generating more income. I mean, if I just go to a seminar or workshop on writing or coaching or speaking, that's in the work category. But when I talk about personal development, I always like to have something going on in my life where I'm growing, where I'm developing in an area that's that I haven't done before, that's not connected to my work. So what I've done in the past, I mean, is studied birds, studied trees. I've studied astronomy. Uh, Right now, I don't know if I've mentioned this on here, right now, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I take Spanish lessons. So Tuesdays and Thursdays afternoon, just 30 minutes. So I just, it's intense and then gives me homework. I work with Maria from Venezuela. We get on Skype and she teaches me, she's brutal. Boy, she pushes me big time, but I'm committed to learn Spanish. I've always had it kind of in the back of my mind. I took it as a, um, my foreign language when I was in college, but all I was doing was just completing the course to get the grade and get out. I never really engaged with anybody speaking. Well, here I am. I mean, we've got these wonderful people all around us who speak Spanish, and I'm committed to learn to speak Spanish. So I, I'm engaging with them right away. You know, they think it's hilarious, the guys that do our yard work and all, but they, they really think it's cool that I'm committed to learn so I can speak in their language rather than just forcing them to speak everything in in mind. Well, anyway, so I'm doing that. That's something. For 2021, I already have a keyboard. I have a keyboard. And so I'm going to look for a teacher and be taking lessons in that. But that's an area that's not, I'm not going to be proficient enough to be selling CDs or anything. Trust me, in music, that's not my goal at all. So it has nothing to do with income generation, but it has to do with personal development. That's an area. That's part of what I'm talking about right there when I talk about personal development in the work, work the, the, the seven areas in the goals development. That's it. Well, remember again, our quotation for today came from Warren Buffett. What the human being is best at doing is interpreting all new information so that their prior conclusions remain intact. Remember that concept, confirmation bias, where you tend to look for information that supports what you already believe. It's hard to be objective. And golly, have we seen our share of people parking themselves in their corners, pointing fingers in these last two weeks. Tough to watch, tough to see. Hey, remember our resource is 48days.com slash useful hyphen resources. A whole lot of information. We're going to be adding more and more there as weeks go on based on your feedback that you gave me this week. So thanks again for your feedback. I hope that's helpful. And we will be looking for those of you in our existing community. Now, certainly there'll be times when I want to bring in somebody from the outside and we'll continue to do that. But we're going to be making more focus on sharing resources that you all currently in the 40 Days community already have to offer and share. So feel free to let me know about those and we'll be a watching people. You know, I don't just casually mention somebody who's new on the scene, but we watch people over a period of time where then we can be confident that they really do deliver what they say they're going to deliver. If you have questions and keep those coming in, we'll be back to regular questions next week. Just send those in to askdan at 48days.com. 
Appreciate those coming in. Again, just send your questions or success stories in to askdan at 48days.com. So I wish you well as we start to anticipate. This is a this is a month of intention and anticipation. November, when we're really planning, what do you want 2021 to look like? So I wish you well in that. I'm excited about approaching um, the 14th, which is coming up right now, the 14th, that being 48 days before the new year starts when I want to have everything in place for what my goals are. So thanks for being part of this community where we know without a shadow of a doubt that we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.